0: Drop, drop 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 these your body drop 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 these your body drop 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 these your body drop drop drop, drop, drop these your body oh he wants to go off road you going to shoot that
1: shot when you get the land. Yo, he was right of my ass man get you white open-
0: Who wrote this? I did. Ask him if you got the
1: letter. Did you get the letter? What letter? Yeah, make, me, make me quick, make me, quick. me, quick. me quick.
0: What's that? Me. Man? I'm about to catch a fade, huh? Dick-pack. Hello. My name is Yenigo Montay. <laughs> 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 Drop, 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 drop these, you know what i let the heat flow through
1: you. Hey, there we are. Hey. Oh, All no. Right. Oh, Not no. all of your parts.
0: Well, you know, I'm still the same person, depending on your <laughs> philosophical viewpoint. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, hello, everybody, including Miss Tina Selene. Wow. Um, we have a
1: we have a a famous viewer today. Oh yeah. I am.
0: <laughs> you am okay. I am. Uh, <laughs> I am. I,
1: I. I don't know, man
0: yeah no. i'm having neither.
1: a i'm having a weird day of it today
0: same here so uh <laughs> for those of you who are tuning in for the first time and for those of you who have forgotten you are listening to the real boys where we're a movie discussion podcast normally we have up to eight people on at a time fridays sometimes a little,
1: as little as two <laughs> sometimes
0: as little as two fridays <laughs> tend to be a little scarce because fridays are our special editions where we don't do a favorite movie we do I don't know what that's supposed to, what that comment is supposed to mean, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay.
1: It's a weird ass <laughs> fat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Most of it does tend to be. So uh, normally we do, uh, one's, uh, five favorite movies from each of the panel members. So about 40 of them, every other Friday, we do something that the real wheel decides. And this week, or several weeks ago, and every week since. It's uh, (laughs) It's been
1: damn near a month.
0: It's been a a while since we did a Friday episode. So this is John Dies at the End, also known as J-Date. Um,
1: It's only known as J-Date to you, Dylan. I
0: don't think that's true. I think a lot of people refer to this movie as that. Really? Um, You know, let's just go with it. Uh, Okay. for For people who don't know, John Dies at the End is a movie based on a novel written by I believe David Wong, who was one of the guys at Cracked, uh, if you remember Cracked Magazine, Cracked Online, um, way back in the day. It is a surreal dark science fiction horror comedy. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of qualifiers to it as, yeah, as the, a genre.
1: The book, like the reason that I read the book to begin with, was it was explained to me as if Douglas Adams wrote an hp lovecraft story and i think that that's very accurate (laughs) as to what this is
0: well that makes one of us who's read the book because i haven't um and i tried to watch the movie way back in college like back when it came out and for one reason or another i had never finished it um had you seen the movie before we chose it for the wheel
1: yeah oh yeah 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 like i'm since nobody here is going to give me a bunch of shit for comparing this to the book, I'm going to end up comparing this to the book a lot, which
0: Michael, you're such an asshole.
1: I know, but surprisingly (laughs) it does a very good job with, with like turning the, the book stuff into the movie. Um, Unfortunately, it was a very low budget, movie so like the whole middle part of this movie takes place at that mall that they go to they go to a different dimension they're fighting all Mm -hmm. sorts of stuff and it's just not in the movie at all (laughs) so the the stuff that they took they sort of took out the the second act of the book which is where all of the stuff happens okay um and they just discarded it and i still think it makes a reasonably like it it makes like a reasonably understandable movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but it is missing out on the part that would make this a much more fun movie
0: yeah well a little bit of story a little bit about what the movie is is a guy is telling Paul Giamatti and a diner about a time that he and his friend John, from the title, uh, had a hard time with some supernatural stuff, and it all stems from a drug called soy sauce, which kind of like breaks your, which allows your brain to break through like the dimensional barrier, kind of. It's very yep. trippy. It's very yeah. trippy. Very extra dimensional. Um, and it is him recounting a story of when they went, ultimately, went to another dimension to kill a biological monster computer that was trying to take over our, our universe. And then you find out that the drug is still kind of a thing in the world and the story kind of, you know, it ends on a dot, dot, dot.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, it definitely does. And there's two more books after this and I think if the hmm. movie would have done well, they probably would have made the sequel movies as well. But uh these guys that are playing our two main characters are they're the, fine. The pro- they're fine <laughs> and that's they're the fine. problem because in the book they are real real dipshits like right They suck. (laughs) And I don't think because this is no, they suck, but they're supposed to suck. Like that's the point of sort of them. Um, the movie is a Hollywood movie. So they went more towards the middle, you know, they made them assholes, but still charming. Yeah. And it, it wasn't super accurate to the characters. Um, it, it's weird though because everybody else is
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's true everybody sucks in their own way um uh yeah but it's weird because everybody else in the movie it's like like all these great character actors <laughs> all over this movie like Clancy Brown oh, he's is in it playing. He, he's so good. Um, he's good Doug thing. Jones is in it who I love. Um, he's just, he always plays such strange characters.
0: It's nice to see Doug Jones outside of prosthetics, yeah. <laughs> outside of makeup.
1: And he still is a strange looking dude.
0: Oh, he's still weird looking. He's good yeah. at it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. He's great. And then, uh, yeah, obviously Paul Giamatti is great yeah. in everything that he does. So, <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, and then you put them, you put the main characters of this movie as two standard white guys They're a little and slubby.
0: A, little, little slubby a yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Very broy. And again, they don't do it. They don't do it over the top as much as, as they should, um, because John's supposed to be a real, real, yeah. like, cocky asshole. And then John, uh, David's supposed to be, like, a real, real schlubby loser.
0: Okay. <laughs> I got the feeling from a John's, the actor's performance, that the novel character is supposed to be over-the-top imitation punk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, where he, he's very full of himself and doesn't quite have the thing to the stuff to back it up but from dave's point of view he does well
1: uh, that's the other thing uh he sort of does have what it takes to back it up because he is despite being uh, an like uh, a bumbling asshole um and a lot of stuff happens that like because he's so broy, it, like at the very beginning of the movie, when they're fighting this, like, it's almost like a James Bond cold open yeah. where they get called to a case. And it's like this meat monster in a basement. And then in order to prevent these guys from going, just running away, they all they do is turn the doorknob into a dick. And John just won't touch it. They just won't touch it because it's a dick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is so funny. Like, it's like subversive. Like, you could grab this dick and turn it and leave. But they're not going to because it's a dick. They would rather fight the monster.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, that is very kind of characteristic of um, David David Wong, man. I can't remember. Yeah. David Wong's, uh, right. David
1: Wong. Yeah. I'm actually looking at it. His real, he started using his real name.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and now I lost it again. <laughs> God damn well, that, it. Jason, like, Jason Pargan, Pargan Pargan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he be, stopped, go for he it.
1: stopped using David Wong because, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. Modern, <laughs> it, modernization.
1: Yeah, but there, I mean, there's also a reason that he called himself that. I mean, he uses that in, he uses that for the character in the book slash movie where he just took the two most, like the two, like John and, or John, David and Wong are, are two like very inconspicuous, Mm -hmm. but it's sort of like Ford Prefect where. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Where it, you know, he thinks it makes sense, but it does sort of stick out a little bit more than yeah. he would he would like it to.
0: Now, I used to be a huge fan of the cracked website back in like 2010, like yeah, back back before it became this diluted mess of clickbait that it's been in the last like 10 years or so. But I remember kind of looking into this guy and seeing. John Dies at the end. And then the second title, the title of the second book is This Book is Full of Spiders, which is a great title for a novel. Um, and I just never gotten around to reading it, despite the fact that one of my close friends is always to this day, will will be like, Hey, yeah, have you read John Dies at the end yet? I'm like, No, I haven't. I don't have time.
1: Well, you really shouldn't. Um I and <laughs> the second the second book is it the full title is this book is full of spiders. Uh, dude, seriously, don't touch it, or some or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's, I think some it's of
0: ridiculous. That, some of that subversive kind of tongue-in-cheek nature carries over into the movie for sure. Though I don't know if he had any hand in the production of this movie whatsoever. Um, it seemed like it was made by some guy who just had like the title of the book sent to him, and he read the summary, and he's like, "This would be a good movie." Um, And then Paul Giamatti is an executive producer. Yeah. I
1: I, I don't think that that's the case. I I think that whoever made this movie is intimately, you know, knows what this book is about. Because like I said, the parts of the book that they do, Mm -hmm. they do very accurately, Mm -hmm. like uh, surprisingly accurately. There's one thing that I sort of don't love. And that's, Amy and David's romance sort of just happens. It's hardly even there. Yeah. But that's, it's like a big thing that grows throughout the whole book and it, it works a lot better there. (laughs) Yeah. But, but yeah, other than that, everything that they do is, I mean, including turning the, the doorknob into a dick and that last scene that happens is the last scene of that first book Okay, where they go to a different dimension. And then, you know, the, 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 the people in that other dimension are like, um, (laughs) we're going to be destroyed and you have the, you know, whatever you need to help us. And they're like, eh, that's too much work. And they just go back to their own dimension.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think, I mean, as far as things I liked from the movie, cause I, I, like I said, I didn't read the book. So I went in knowing that I went in knowing that it was about a drug called soy sauce that helps you break through the universe. And it is irreverent and kind of filthy in its horror. It's, it's, it's not, it's not clean horror. Like the meat monster is one thing, but yeah. people violently exploding Um, eyeballs bursting out of someone's skull. Mm -hmm. Um, And there were a lot of concepts that I really enjoyed in this. Um, And portrayals of it, like the way that the drug helps you break through this universal membrane and Mm -hmm. the way that it's portrayed where he goes, I stopped worrying about that because I wasn't in the trailer anymore. And then it randomly cuts to an ammunitions factory. Yeah. In like an unnamed part of the world and suddenly black and white old old school style film mm-hmm. and it's it's this kind of it seems like there was a production team behind it that was like all right how can we really make this feel like the audience is tripping along yeah. with the character
1: yeah it's it's that scene in particular is very cool because it does sort of show you what the sauce does because it's not just it's not just like something that lets you see the monsters and and the ghosts and whatever. Mm -hmm. It also is helpful to you. Like it keeps, once the soy sauce is in you, it sort of keeps you protected. Even if that's as convoluted as going to the ammunition factory where the cop got his bullets from, And a fly gets into one of the Mm -hmm. bullets and that's the one that, yeah, the whole thing is I think we all have. And if you watch the movie, like this, the soy sauce does sort of pick you.
0: Yeah. It won't let you
1: not take it.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. It's a really interesting way of handling a drug of that kind of nature by giving it its own Small form of agency in the story, yeah. Which, if it wasn't so well integrated into the into the plot, I would say is lazy writing. (laughs) I could see that being we are all forced the sauce. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I don't. I think I think it's sort of like real reality where some people can't take the sauce. Like if you give them that sort of knowledge they're not going to be able to handle it. And some people just don't want it.
0: Yeah. But I, the, some of the stuff, like I said, if it wasn't so well woven back in, I'd say that was lazy writing. But I think w- the example that really uh, kind of solidified that for me is the one you just said about the fly being the reason that the bullet doesn't work. It's, and then you tie it back into uh, who's a Jamaican guy. I can't remember his name, but when he's like, you drew that dream started 30 seconds before the thunder did. How'd your brain know what was going to happen? Like yeah. this, this r- through thread of like how prescient is the human brain? Cause that was before he did the soy sauce, but does before matter? If you do, so- <laughs> yeah. if you do soy sauce, like does it matter?
1: That that's not really explained, but it's also not, not explained. So yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, just like everything in this movie, it's sort of Yeah, it sort of lets you decide, which is one of the things um I've said it before about movies and I'll say it about this movie and I'll say it about all three of these books which Dylan should definitely read. Um they don't they don't hold your hand. Like stuff happens and it expects you to either deal with it or not. <laughs>
0: What if your brain is made of sauce like how there's GHB type components?
1: I'm not ready for this type of <laughs> deep discussion <laughs>
0: today. You're not ready to discuss whether the human brain is way more powerful than we give it credit for.
1: Oh no, the human brain is definitely way more powerful than we give it credit yeah. for, but um I'm not my brain is not ready to discuss that particular Deepness of oh, yeah. topics. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I came here today to talk about this d- this dumb <laughs> science fiction comedy horror movie.
0: Yeah, I, I shouldn't I even don't, say
1: dumb. It, I don't know if I'd say dumb either. That's the thing about it. It's one of those things that is smart enough that it can be dumb. <laughs> like if you want it, yeah. it it like on the surface, it's dumb. But when you actually, like, get into it, that's when it's like, oh, no, that's like you said, you know, any of this stuff could have been lazy writing in the hands of somebody who didn't know what they were doing with Mm -hmm. it. Um, But to get somebody who knows what they're doing with a dumb subject, it turns it into a really weird um there's a podcast like this called Jack Billing's Presents Me and My Neighbor Michael that does this exact thing where <laughs> did you hear my eyes
0: roll
1: <laughs> I had to but yeah, yeah that's the it, sort yeah. of thing I like is is these things that are dumb on the surface but also don't explain anything to you and expect you to be smart enough to figure out the dumb stuff that's going yeah. on
0: do you think it helped that they got an established horror director to do this, despite the fact that I, this is a horror movie, but it's also got a whole really strong comedy underline. Yeah, do you think getting like an actual this dude did Phantasm, like oh old school gore horror, okay from the seventies Beastmaster, yeah. yeah Dan <laughs> Cos- Dan Coscarelli has a long history of doing well. I wouldn't say long, but has a history okay. of doing this sort of like cheesy over the top comedy movie?
1: Oh yeah. No, that's I think it was meant to have that B movie feel Tina says. Um and I think that's absolutely right because um just like you know, going back to the explanation that I was given of this, um just like Douglas Adams made sort of a B sci-fi story out of Hitchhiker's to the of the Hitch you know what I'm talking about. I do. Um, <laughs> this, this gives that like cosmic horror um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> this gives cosmic horror like a B movie fi- and the special effects in this thing are atrocious, and I almost think it might be on purpose, the way this thing sort of looks.
0: Yeah. Well, I know this move the, the budget figures for this movie aren't. I couldn't find them anywhere, but it's less than a million dollars. Like, Oh, this okay. Thing did so not it... take much money to make. Okay. And I well, <laughs> I was cautious. I was going to say it's cautiously charming. How the special effects look.
1: Charming is exactly what I was going to say. Yeah.
0: The, the monsters, like the, the giant flies in like the cage look like sci-fi original monsters. Mm -hmm. Korok at the end is very clearly, very clearly a green screen and is very clearly like a a JPEG texture that they've applied a video warp to
1: the green screen in this movie is,
0: uh, I'm going to (laughs) say,
1: I'm going to say it's atrocious. (laughs) Like it is the like the one scene that stood out to me is when they're in that other dimension, right before they get to Korok and Clancy Brown is there with his yes. two ladies who are always there. And they're like in a cave and it's like, it looks like a cartoon cell behind, them. yeah. <laughs> which is, I mean, it's fine because again, for this movie, it works. Like I think everybody I think everybody who made this movie knew what they were dealing with. And if they made this movie for less than a million dollars, you said. Yeah. To get Giamatti, uh, Clancy Brown. I mean, I don't know how much Doug Jones <laughs> gets paid these days, but Outside I mean, makeup. he's in a lot of big movies. Yes. Um, so, you know, just to get, those three fairly big character actors, plus these two guys to be your main characters, like that's a big part of your budget.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody else is pretty much an unknown. Um, For a second, I thought the leader of like the Korok people was John Goodman. Just physically. Yeah. I thought I was like, Oh my God, they got John Goodman in a mask. And then <laughs> he started talking and I'm like, no, yeah, no. it's some guy named Daniel Roebuck. Um,
1: it sounds from, that sounds like a familiar he's name. He's
0: a character actor. Uh, his most recent thing. Uh, he was in the Christploitation movie. Let there be light with Kevin Sorbo. Ugh. Uh, he was in grumpy cats. Worst Christmas ever.
1: It's <laughs> not a cartoon. So no. he just did a voice. Oh, no, that wasn't a cartoon.
0: Action, oh yeah. Oh, my God. It had Aubrey Plaza as the voice of the cat.
1: Okay. Maybe that's, I don't know. I don't know, man, that grumpy cat thing. That sure was a big thing for six months.
0: He worked very briefly with the same director in Bubba Hotep.
1: Oh, this is directed by the guy who did Bubba Hotep. That movie.
0: Haven't seen it. It's awesome.
1: Bruce Campbell, baby.
0: It's about an old Elvis, isn't it?
1: It's about a, Someone who might be an old Elvis. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Spoilers.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's... that's
0: 30 years old or something. Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's an old Elvis and an old JFK.
0: Cool. All right.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you want to talk about a weird movie. Bubba Hotep is a weird movie with okay. a lot of heart at the end there. Okay. Yeah. He's I on think nine episodes
0: of Lost.
1: <laughs> okay i don't know yeah yeah so uh, yeah he i mean and he wasn't even a big part of the movie mm. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> sure i think t- i think tina marie is uh maybe had some thc before had some soy sauce. Uh, we started this episode had some soy sauce a little bit before the episode she's seeing stuff that's way out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, yeah, um, I don't know I like I liked this movie way more than I, I expected to go into it and be like, yeah, it's a it's kind of a corny like attempt at sci-fi horror and I wound up liking it way more than I expected um, which I think is a positive for sure, especially for something yeah. that is based on a novel.
1: Yeah, well, like I said they they did a very good job with 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 the book um of what they put into it. it you could definitely tell that that everybody cared about it nobody was phoning anything in yeah um even the performers who weren't the greatest actors um they were still doing their best they were still yeah. doing a thing um some yeah again some of the special effects looked very very bad even those, those flies, I didn't think looked that bad. I didn't think the CGI looked especially terrible until they crossed over to the other dimension and everything just, like you said, looked like JPEGs that they put a filter on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um,
0: you break it, you, you start using the more intensive requirements for your CGI and you got to make do with what you can. And if that yeah. means upscaling your image and then. Like a like a wavy filter on it. So it looks yeah. like a mass of, it looks like a biomass moving around. Yeah. Yeah. So be it. And it,
1: it did also have the balls to kill the dog. It did. Um, the, well, the, yeah. The, the
0: dog self-sacrificed.
1: Yeah. 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 It was on
0: its own terms. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that makes a difference.
1: Yeah. And that was another thing. Um, Amy, it's Amy's dog and she's a much bigger part of the book. So it it was a bigger, it was a bigger deal when the dog died in the book. Um, In this, it's just sort of like almost whatever. Um, But yeah, you get, you get a much stronger sense of bond between Amy and the dog throughout the book. I would, I could have used a little bit more of her, even though she definitely not the strongest actor in, in the thing. Um, I hardly
0: noticed she had so little to do.
1: Yeah. And, and that's too bad because she is a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, her, I don't know. Did they explain in the movie? I can't even remember. Cause I did watch this when we were originally supposed to do it. Yeah. Um, so I don't even remember. Do they explain what happened to her hand?
0: I don't think they mentioned it. Oh, thank you, Tina. Uh, we appreciate the <laughs> comments as always. Go feed that need.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry you died so many times.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But yeah, her her hand being off is a big deal. And then she uses it, I think, a couple times in the book to open, like, ghost locks and stuff instead of just the one.
0: I thought that was a really clever incorporation of that idea. Like the the idea that she's got this phantom limb and then uses it. I'm like way to pay attention to all of your character details. Yep.
1: Yep. And have everybody
0: feel like they've got something to do, even if it's just dying because you're, (laughs) you're, you're, you literally exist to foreshadow your own death. When John says, is he still alive? Like that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. So, I mean, I think you're right. If you go into this without knowing really anything about it, I actually, I liked it a little bit less on the rewatch, but the first time I watched it, I had just finished the book, which is a bad habit of mine because um, I oftentimes read a book, watch the movie, and then everything sort of melds together. So I remember stuff from a movie or a part of the book being from the movie. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, when this happened and then anybody I talked to is like, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I usually end up enjoying those movies more than I would have, if I would have just watched the movie. Um, and that was definitely the case with this one. Um, yeah. but it, it is still, it's a very, it's definitely a charming movie. Um, and it, it does pay attention to those small details and it doesn't care if you don't understand what's going on. And I appreciate that from anything that I'm consuming, whether it's a book or a movie or a television show. I like when, when my hand's not being held, just let me figure it out. And if I can't figure it out, then I don't like it. Then it's not for me. And that's fine.
0: Sure. (laughs) Um, I did think it was interesting that John dies at the end is not a spoiler. (laughs) It's technically not a spoiler. He dies like midway through. That's a spoiler, but you shouldn't be listening to this either way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, What? Oh man. I had another thing. I had another thing that I liked about it. I'll, I'll remember it. (laughs) Yeah, sure. But, uh, but yeah, the, the characters were all interesting.
0: Uh, the, Uh, Sci-fi framework I thought was a really interesting one. Just like I love the idea of I I love sci-fi drugs that really break the mold, I guess. You know what I mean? Like
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, the last one that really struck me were I don't know if you've seen a looper, but they have a drug in there where it's eye drops and they they're constantly just kind of like eye dropping casually in the background of various scenes.
1: Okay. And it's what supposed
0: they? to be, it's, it's like an equivalent to LSD, like, but in the future, like grim, grim sci-fi LSD, which doesn't sound like a great time to me, but
1: hmm, no uh, grim LSD sounds like yeah. the worst use of LSD.
0: I'm <laughs> metal transband. It's awful. Um, <laughs> oh,
1: good Lord.
0: Um, but I, I just really like the idea that this drug is semi sentient and will work to kind of like fulfill stuff that's already happened. It, it's this weird twisting of like causality, which you don't see very often.
1: Yeah. That's what actually, that's what I was going to say um, with John's phone calls Yeah, and the fact like he sent, you know, he sends stuff to himself at the mall He knows he's going to be there at a certain time. You know, he's calling, you know, he calls David and he's like, have I died yet? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you died. And he's like, all right, you have to get my body out of the police station. And yeah. So I think when you said earlier, you know, does it matter if the dream was before they took the soy sauce? I don't think it is because. then it's sort of turns you into maybe like a smaller form of Dr. Manhattan yeah, where you're just sort of existing at all points at the same Mm -hmm. time, Um, which yeah, definitely again, it's just something that could have been cheesy if it would have been in something like the tomorrow war. But it's good because we got it. I have to get these jabs into these <laughs> shitty movies. Oh, oh man,
0: <laughs> the Tomorrow Wars trash. I'll I'll, I'll, come, I'll agree with that. That's that movie is just the worst thought out sci fi movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it so does he, not care about its own concept.
1: Yeah, so you have a movie like this that was made with a million dollars, with even with its cheesy. Even with its cheesy, you know, special effects and the fact that they had to take out, you know, the action part because they couldn't afford it, it still has way more heart than something that costs, you know, $250 million to make and is just a big dumb spectacle.
0: Yeah. You know, Wikipedia reports Tomorrow Wars budget is $200 million. That's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: and then they used it all just for special effects. And they got the che- cheapest writer they could find.
0: Yep. Oh, man. Was
1: that based on a shitty <laughs>
0: novel? I don't, no, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's based on anything. I don't think that's an original IP.
1: Okay. Cause yeah, I think, I mean, see our episode on the tomorrow war, but there's stuff that they could have done with that, you know? if if they would have gotten somebody who Mm -hmm. gave a shit about anything that was going on or any of these characters, they could have made something interesting. You don't, you don't need $200 million to make an interesting movie.
0: Wikipedia lists it as the 44th most expensive movie ever made, but it's tied with a whole bunch of others at 200 million.
1: Yeah. That's see, that's still too much to make, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to make a movie.
0: You know what the most expensive one is?
1: The most expensive movie?
0: Is it a Marvel movie? No, it's not. It's a Disney movie.
1: It's a Disney movie. Is it one of the live action remakes?
0: Not in the way that you mean, I think. (laughs) It is the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie with an officially reported budget. Do you want to guess how much this movie cost officially reported?
1: seven hundred three quarters of a billion dollars 750 million dollars
0: 379 million dollars good lord that is an insane amount of money to spend on a movie like that
1: yeah i wonder what could they have possibly spent that much money on
0: i johnny depp's budget i don't know man
1: i guess i mean i was expecting something i was expecting more because you said that 200 million was 44th tide. So mm-hmm. I thought it was going to go up exponentially from there. I, I thought 349 million.
0: There's a whole bunch of in between 200 million and 250 million. And then they start to jump about 10 million each until you get to 300 million where they jump 25 million each.
1: And, they're probably mostly terrible. Can like, can I guess three,
0: three, that? Yeah. Uh, two, three, and four are the Avengers movies. Okay. Five is pirates of the Caribbean and justice league, uh, pirates of the Caribbean three. Then seven is two separate star Wars movies. John Carter's number nine, which I think was unfairly maligned. It's not a great yeah. movie, but I, yeah, John
1: it, Carter was cool and it's based off of a cool pulp. Um, yeah. And I think it was marketed poorly. Yes. And it also had the worst title I've ever heard. Like
0: several of the worst titles because they changed it three or four times.
1: Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, John wasn't the pulp just called John Carter from Mars.
0: Uh, it was a princess of Mars was the first one. The princess of Mars. Okay. Which wouldn't sell to boys. So they changed it to John Carter of Mars, which wouldn't sell to girls. So they changed it to John (laughs) Carter, which doesn't sell to anybody.
1: Yeah. Well, I Uh, mean,
0: they
1: also, they probably could have called it the Princess of Mars. You know, we have the Princess Bride, which everybody loves. True. So, you know, make a good movie. Well, they did make a good movie. I don't know. I just think it was, yeah, I think it was poorly marketed and not given enough of Disney's Yes, (laughs)
0: Yes, <laughs> like
1: money to, to let people know, hey, we made a good movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, um, of course, Batman v Superman takes up slot number 10, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Batman versus Superman, I didn't think was as bad as a lot of people did. It, I... wasn't, it wasn't great, but it's it not... wasn't... Yeah, I don't know. Those... I'll take I it may have just been because of when it came out and I was so sick of those Marvel movies by then. I'm like, oh, this is at least something different. It's the same ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. But at least it's not the same thing that every one of those Marvel movies is.
0: I feel that way about the first Suicide Squad where it is awful but it it is different enough where i have a bizarre fascination with it hmm
1: yeah i yeah, i still never seen it yeah
0: don't.
1: I, I i looked at it i looked at it's it on ugly. hbo max i'm like i have nothing else to do and then i looked at it and i'm like i know jared leto's barely <laughs> in this thing but i can't i can't i can't with jared leto's
0: face like i got i got nothing else to do but i can find something yeah yeah <laughs> and then not charting on any list of expensive movies is John dies at the end with mm. less than a million dollars. And it's an enjoyable little sci-fi weirdness exhibit exhibition.
1: Yeah. And it's also what an hour 45
0: hour 40, something hour like that, 40,
1: something like that. Yeah. So it's a reasonable amount of time to spend on a movie. Yeah. It's not, yeah. I was, I was flipping through today and I'm like, I'm flipping through uh AMC Plus. Um and I'm looking at these James Bond movies that are on there and I'm like I don't remember these things being 3 hours long but some of them are like 245. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the Sean Connery ones and it's, Those are boring. I I'm yeah. sorry but I don't like most of the Sean Connery bonds.
0: No, we're 2 for 2 on uh not particularly enjoying that era of bond at least i can say that so that means that the real boys fully does not support old james bond i can say (laughs) that officially because nobody's here to say otherwise
1: (laughs) i have a feeling that some of these guys are going to be like he was the first one so he was the best one because we have a lot of nostalgia hounds in this group
0: (laughs) yeah uh, whatever um so, yeah, I don't know. John dies at the end. Do you have anything else to say about this? I think I hit on everything I kind of had.
1: Yeah, no, the movie, I mean, the movie is enjoyable. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a fairly high rating. Um, I had a fun time with it while I was watching it. Uh, I would definitely recommend reading the book first and then watching okay. it so you can sort of fill in what's not there Yeah. Um, because there's enough there that you can fill it in pretty easily. Okay. Um, I also, the, the second book, not as good. The third book is great. Um, okay. Of that series. John doesn't die oh. in any of them, um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, check it out. Find find John dies at the end at your local yeah. goodwill or whatever. And your local
0: red box. Yeah. <laughs> it's not on red box. movies almost 10 years old.
1: Yeah, no, it's, what it was on what Netflix crackle and I also yeah I was Netflix. gonna say it was on at least three of those free yeah. ones Pluto and crackle and yeah. whatever um so yeah it's it's definitely worth your time to watch yeah. this movie um but yeah that's I I got nothing really else to say about it it it's fun and it has heart and it does care about what it's doing yes. uh, which is which is very rare especially now in these three hour spectacle fests of, of movies that we've been watching, it was, it was refreshing to get to a movie where, where stuff was happening that made sense with the rest of the stuff that was happening in the movie.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So yeah. uh, Do we want to get into reels? It's about that time we made it, we made it again. Just you and I.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good ones. The backbone of the real oh, boys. <laughs> eh.
0: Backbone's um, your yeah. useless something to move it around. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'm going to give this thing... I was... I've been in between a six and an eight mm-hmm. the entire time since I watched it up until this very moment and i couldn't land on any of it so i'm just going to give it a 7 i'm going to okay. i'm going to land right in the middle of those two i'm going to give it a 7 it's definitely worth watching and you're going to have a good time with it whether you whether you read the book or not you're going to have a fun time with this um watching a couple of assholes get their asses beaten <laughs> yeah cuz they do get pretty beat up in this yeah. thing Cause oh, yeah. they're not, I mean, they're not fighters and they're fighting these monster things. Yeah. So, you know, and also like a cop that is responsible for all of it or at least responsible for covering yeah. it up. Yeah. Kind of yes. unpleasant Kinda. character. Is that cop. Yes. <laughs> yes, which I also enjoy a movie where the cops are unpleasant.
0: Yes, uh, but we're even though it's just us two, we're not getting political in the real place. Yeah. We'll save we'll save that for no time to binge. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll
1: we'll have enough time to talk about unpleasant cops um on Monday as well.
0: Yeah. Oh yes. Uh we'll get into that in just a second. Um reels, I'm giving this an eight. I thoroughly enjoyed this and I was very surprised. Um it didn't do anything that really I can excuse shaky effects i can excuse bad effects pretty easily if the rest of the movie gives it a really nice kind of like consistent detailed and conscientious i guess conscientious is a weird word to use but you're right in that it feels like everybody cared about the production of this movie Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: i can excuse not having the budget to make your alien monster computer look as good as a 375 million dollar movie yeah (laughs) um And this, I I recommend this to people who want something that's sci-fi that's a little out of the norm. It's a little unconventional. Um, It's got... The story felt like it had momentum. There were no moments that it felt like it really dragged for me. Like, when it feels like something is about to slow down, either Soy Sauce will pick it back up or another character will show up. I'm like, all right, cool. They know how to maintain their pacing.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... Yeah this this is another movie um, and I'm going to talk about this a lot on Monday as well. It doesn't waste any of its minutes. Yeah. It's not a ton of minutes, and it doesn't waste a single one of them. Everything that happens, you know, even when it does slow down, it's so that when that next thing happens, it like jolts you back into mm-hmm. it. So yeah, yeah, it, it's it's one of the better paced movies that we watched for this. It's not like it's not like a movie where we had to sit for 40 minutes before anything happens.
0: Right. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I think uh, my eight and your seven gives us straight like 15 out of 20, seven and a half. Totally fair.
1: Yeah, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, I think that's a perfect score for this.
0: Yeah. Uh, So that has been our discussion on John Dies at the End. 7.5 out of 10, which, like we said, Uh, Michael, do you want to talk about what's coming up on Monday?
1: what's coming up on Monday is now that I've rewatched, it might be my second favorite movie of all time, but is technically my <laughs> number three movie of all time. Uh, Paul Verhoeven's 1987 masterpiece RoboCop. Yeah. And it's one of those movies that, you know, you say, oh yeah, my, my third favorite movie or whatever is RoboCop. And people are like, it does have sort of a dumb title. And Verhoeven yeah. thought the same thing. But when you watch the movie, there's a lot.
0: <laughs> there's a lot going on in that movie. I really like Robocop. I'm really yeah, it, excited it, to watch it. it and I rules. thought the original I, was good too, but I'm surprised to see the remake on your list.
1: Get out of my <laughs> dick, Dylan.
0: <laughs> no, uh no, the 2014 movie is a defense of drone warfare, and I can't do that. Yeah. But um no, the original one is Really good, uh. Yeah, it's got a lot going for it, and yeah. I, I mean, I like Paul Verhoeven, so
1: yeah. And we—I was—I was very happy when we rewatched uh, Starship Troopers uh, for the Wheel. I was like, I don't. I'm like, I hope this thing holds up, and it really did. I think. I think I liked it better now than I did back when I saw it originally, and I think that might happen with RoboCop. Like every time I watch it, I like it better. Yeah, unlike yeah. the sequels, where every time I watch them, I like them less. <laughs> Just
0: rewatch the first one. Yeah,
1: you
0: don't need a PG thirteen RoboCop for RoboCop. No,
1: 3. we do not need RoboCop's PG thirteen, written by noted racist Frank, oh, yeah. Miller, yeah. Frank Miller, and uh, played by the guy who I who I always get confused with Robert Patrick, but is not Robert Patrick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know i think i know who you mean but it's definitely not you do
1: you do yeah. it's it's robert john god we were just talking about I this in the, the call. Name. name it his first name is robert and oh, he has god. two it's like robert john something yeah he's it. All he right. sounds like a serial killer but he's in a yeah. bunch of stuff and he's yeah. good like yeah. i like him but he's just the guy who's not robert patrick <laughs>
0: If you have if you go by a three name name you're probably a serial killer.
1: Yeah, probably. I think
0: on that note, uh Michael Patrick Colby. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what are your middle go, name is so I filled that. Are, in. Do you have the uh reel pulled up so that we can do our two week?
0: Oh, are we doing the wheel? Sure, we can do that tonight. Yeah. I didn't know if we wanted to do that on Monday with everybody here
1: fuck everybody else <laughs> all
0: right they had the, hey we gave them plenty of warning on this we one.
1: gave them pl- they know they know when the show is let's just spin the wheel
0: all right cool let me get we John got time on this episode
1: to, to spin the wheel
0: yeah uh oh no uh we're down to 15 movies on the wheel we're officially whittling it down but that's okay oh
1: good yeah that's okay we'll get yeah. some more on there
0: yeah whatever uh give me just a second to pop that guy up on screen so there it is are there?
1: Are there any movies that you want to pop up here? Give me the one that you want to pop up and the one that you don't want to pop up.
0: I would love to see everybody's reaction to Tremors. I, oh man, I'm trying to think of what like movies I have around. I would be interested <laughs> to see what people would think of Mandy,
1: but, oh dude, Mandy is awesome. Awesome.
0: I love Mandy, but I'm curious to see what a wider opinion. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I don't know that it has wide appeal, but Mandy was one that I watched the first time, and I was like, "That was pretty cool." But it's on the the Shutter Live thing a lot. Yeah, so I ended up watching it a bunch of times, and every time I watch it, I'm like. Oh no, this is better. This is so good. Like Mandy is awesome. <laughs>
0: like, Mandy's really good. But I'm yeah. not going to put that on the wheel. Uh what about you? Is there something you would want to put up on here or something you don't want to put up on here?
1: Um I would love for everyone to watch um Ravenous. Oh, I yeah. keep saying it. You keep it's about it. it's a it's a Civil War period piece about cannibals. Okay. And I I think I think people would like. I, I I actually think most people would like it. It's right. it's like a horror drama, very well acted. Yeah, it's it's a really cool movie. Okay. Um,
0: Out of this list, I think Showgirls would make the best Real Boys episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's just make it. Once everybody's top fives are done, can we just go through all the the Paul Ber- Verhoeven movies that? we haven't sure. done on the actual show
0: turn it into a Paul Verhoeven podcast that's fine I'm names. into it
1: I am right. into it
0: should I roll this are we good
1: roll it let's get All rubber right. stop it let's at get... rubber so that because yeah, I do rub- want to uh. see what I do want to see what a wider audience thinks of rubber
0: nope we're doing greasy ah. strangler that's yeah. definitely greasy straw oh my oh god boy. <laughs> <laughs> ah. oh god this is gonna be a trip
1: Oh god, get ready to throw up everybody. <laughs> In it's the two best weeks John Waters we're watching movie them.
0: that has never that was not made by John Waters.
1: Ugh.
0: <laughs> Isn't that with Elijah Wood? Oh, I'm thinking of something else.
1: Yeah, you're thinking of Maniac?
0: Not Maniac. There's a different that... one where he wears like a like a tight turtleneck and has a mustache.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But the the remake oh, of Maniac is also great. <laughs>
0: This is going to be an inter. that's going to be an interesting episode. Mm-hmm. Um, It's free on Amazon prime.
1: Yeah. Hopefully people watch it and come on the show. It's going
0: to be you and I talking about this fucking movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so real boys, you've just listened to Michael and I talk about uh, John dies at the end. Uh, on Monday, you can tune in at 8 PM Eastern time for Michael's number three movie, Robocop, which is fantastic. And in two weeks time, 9 p.m. Eastern time we'll be here to talk about the greasy strangler and ideally those shows will have more people on them yeah we'll this time of year the Monday
1: shows have people. been the Monday shows have been populating pretty well again yeah, they've so been, they've been pretty heavy and I so, think I think RoboCop's going to be a good draw to get people in
0: yeah yeah uh do you want to do some self-promotion Michael tell people where to find you
1: oh Man, I don't remember what the names of all my shows are. Uh, Jack Billings presents haunted apartment complex, new episodes. They're really freaking good, man. Um, generation clash is a podcast where me and my kid talk about music. Um, I love this terrible game is another panel show where me and a bunch of just, it's me and a bunch of other queers just talking about video games. Um, And then, no time to binge. Which, if you're listening to this live tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Pacific time, got a new time slot. We're going to do an episode where I'm hoping we're all in costumes. Um, Oh, yeah, but we're all gonna be in costumes (laughs) and we're gonna be talking about what's this show?
0: Into the Badlands. Into AMC's the Badlands, a post-apocalyptic kung fu series.
1: Yeah, it sounds cool as hell. I love we're it. watching it. Tom- we're watching it tomorrow <laughs> before yeah, whatever. we
0: record. Yeah. I don't watch anything until like the the. I look at how long it takes to watch it, and I start. I round up to the nearest hour and start it before the show. It's got to be fresh.
1: Yeah, I don't do that. Or I, I watch it whenever it, I, I have a lie. spare two hours.
0: <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So uh,
1: yeah, that's what we'll be doing.
0: Yeah. And then uh, of course I'm Dylan from Some Nobodies. You can check us out at Twitching Upstream most Tuesdays, where my buddy Zach and I do our little writers' room meeting, and we pull you in and we base it off your comments. You can contribute and sometimes affect the general direction of things we do. You can also listen to Silicon Angels. You can listen to CYOP Appeal, which is a Choose Your Own Adventure, non-copyright infringing podcast, <laughs> uh, partially which which was partially developed on talking upstream uh we've got short film going we've got uh various other things in production we're both on no time to binge which is a really fun uh recap i'll say it's a recap show
1: yeah if i'm i'm gonna say if you started watching no time to binge and fell off
0: it's a good come time on to get back. back in. We, it
1: it took a turn for the. W- it's very weird. <laughs> it's so
0: it's so much better than those first four or five episodes. Yeah,
1: the, we, were, say those we were, were, were bad. we were. No, 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 seriously. they were fine, but we were we were figuring out what the show was. I think we figured out the I show. Think you got it. There's a lot of talk about semen. There's <laughs> a lot of. <laughs> it's just. It's just a really.
0: That's yeah, the only bullet point you're going to mention.
1: If I didn't <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Um but if I wasn't a part of Jack Billings Presents, that would be by far the weirdest podcast.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a, I knew it's a fun one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that one's that one's really fun. So definitely yeah. check that out.
0: And uh, of course, thanks to everybody who comes in and leaves a comment, everybody watching. I, uh, there's one of you right now. That's fine. <laughs> whatever it's fine i get it there are only two of us um yeah. and we don't have star power to draw on like chris harvey um
1: we never have that guy
0: yeah he's on occasionally <laughs> and when he when he's on the show is elevated yeah. miss you chris we hope you're doing we okay. do miss you chris. you're doing you're doing fine i know you're doing great you're doing great things anyway that's all i'm gonna say check out uh let's see cloud chronicles jerry and blaze uh Oh, I don't have my notes prepared. Oh, no. Oops caught me Oops smoking. Ca- Oops caught me smoking with DL Smokes and their combined podcast, DL Smokes and Jerry and Blaze Do Bet That, which is a sports podcast. Uh, it's pretty fun. I don't do sports, but, you know, it's fun to listen to these guys talk anyway. We've got, uh, let's Justin see. Wallace Justin Wallace is carpool about shenanigans.
1: To s- yeah. Carpool and, shenanigans, which ended. But he's starting up a new one, which is anime shenanigans, which is all about anime. And yeah, I'll tell you a what, it's if... to
0: call it shenanigans Yes, yeah. <laughs> maybe they if didn't you, miss a chance.
1: If you only know Justin Wallace from this show, you don't realize how freaking weird and funny that guy <laughs> is. He's also on Jack Billings presents Me and My Neighbor Michael uh, for a couple episodes, but his show is. So so out there sometimes
0: yeah. that guy is weird oh man and then uh feel better of course a podcast mogul with "Invest in yourself a digital entrepreneur podcast he's got a new one called people i keep in my basement which uh must use a lot of voice actors or collected audio i'm not sure yeah
1: that's that one i don't usually listen to interview shows but that one's really interesting because it's just like Phil talking and asking people questions like about the, you know, the boring stuff that he Mm -hmm. likes, maple leaves and what type of syrup is the best, you know, what kind of gravy goes best on poutine and then just them screaming and it's very avant-garde.
0: I will say he needs to get his guests a better mic because it's very muffled and I can hardly make out what they're saying. Yeah. I, I um, definitely
1: you would think that for somebody with that much money he would be able to afford a bunch of better microphones
0: you only get money by not spending it michael have you been <sighs> listening to his podcast anyway <laughs> that's where you can find all of us real boys if you're not listening to the real boys mondays and every other friday we'll see you monday with cyber cop yep cyber cop that's <laughs> the name of the movie <laughs> we'll, we'll see you monday with cyber cop bye everybody <laughs> Drop,
1: drop, 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 drop these, everybody. Hey, drop, 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 these, everybody. Hey. Drop, drop,
0: drop, drop, drop these, everybody. Hey, oh hey, hey. hey, he wants to go off-road! Are you gonna shoot that shot when you got the leg. he was right of my ass, man. Did you were right up- Who wrote this? I did. Ask him if
1: you got the letter. Did you get the letter? What
0: letter? Make me quick! What's up, man? About to catch a fade, huh? Dick <laughs> Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> Daddy, drop, 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 oh. drop, 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 drop